Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink fun fact listeners actually not so fun fact did you know we're eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic a week Yep, that's right. The products we're using every day are ultimately contaminating our water supply, generating hundreds of microplastics that we end up ingesting. So Blue Land set out to do something about it by eliminating the need for single-use plastics in the products we reach for the most. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful, cohesive design that look great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Refills start at just $2.25. You can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for additional savings. It's really a game changer because it's such a space saver in my crazy life. No more bulky bottles of liquid filling up my cabinets and my Costco cart. I love it. And you will love this. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this. blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash clink to get 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Monday. Here, back in action. Still reeling from CrimeCon. Yeah, so if you guys did not listen to our bonus episode, you should. And if you listen on Apple, it's right up there. Just push subscribe to the Clink Clink Club or on Spotify. It's our bonus content or patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. But anyways, we talk about crime gone there, but we do want to tell everybody about it. It was so amazing. Blow our mind better than expected. Yes. Yes. So if you want to come next year, I think you should. And it's in the where? Nashville, friggin' Nashville. And it's in May. You don't even have to wait a whole year. True, May 31st. So um, we'll give you more details. Hopefully we're invited back. I mean, I, oh my I God, think that's I'm getting a so, little that's ahead of so myself. Embarrassing if we're not. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Well, you know, we'll do whatever it takes to get there if anyone from CrimeCon is listening. Yeah. I mean, we had a lot of people that came just to see us, which was so awesome. Yes. Um, And there was one listener who did not, was not able to come see us. And I want to give her a shout out. It was Callie Scaff. Okay. So you know what, girl? We're going to see you next time. We know you're going to be there. Save your money now. Yeah, she's going. Okay. 
Uh, I mean, I hope so. Cause I'd love to meet you in person and ask any of our listeners. We are down to hang out. We were in the bar every night with other podcasters. You guys really, that is such a, a fun and not only just podcasters, there was just a ton of people, um, that were down to mingle and talk to. And, um, it was just a real fun time. Yeah. I am. So I'm back now unpacking. Yes. So Gretchen had a little, a little drama for your mama with her hotel, uh, with her kids. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I booked the, a big hotel room because we're a family of five. Yes. When my husband got there, which it's already a, like a big ask that he like flew with the three kids by himself. And it wasn't okay. a nonstop. It was Southwest and he had a layover somewhere uh-huh. in the middle of America and then had to, I mean, it was like it's hours and hours to get okay. there. Yeah. And he's not the most patient person, right? He couldn't figure out the tablets, even though I gave him a tutorial, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, would they all survived, but then he got to the hotel and they tried to put him in a closet. Basically, it was like one room with it was a bed. It was a room one, with one, one bed. bed, one bed. And he was like, I mean, we're five people. He's like, can we get a roll away at least? And they couldn't even fit the roll away in the room. I guess it was so small. Yeah, and so. I was like, this is crazy. I mean, it's pretty insane that this is what I not what I booked. And they're not even apologetic. They're just like, we are well, we're sold out. So this is what you're going to do. Well, are you going to give me some of my money back? Because it's not what I paid for. No, Anyways, and like, it didn't even look like the picture at all. They were not amicable. And so he left. Tab really like kind of took the ball by the horns. It was like, no, you're fucking coming to this hotel. I know. I was like, let's let's get out of that hotel and tell mm-hmm. them to just go shove it because the hotel that we were at, actually, it was the um, Marriott Orlando World World Marriott. Center or whatever. It and was so good. It is like you don't even have to go to Disneyland if you go to that hotel. Got no, two water, water parks, parks everything. Got... Yeah, they were kind of killing my um my uh, crime vibe. You know, your kids. Yeah, I yeah. Know. Immediately when they show up, I'm like, oh, now I'm a mom again. I know. I could, I could, t- I could tell. <laughs> like you're like, my husband's here, my kids are here, and now I have to like order them food. I actually have to like. <laughs> I go back to like listen. doing what I do normally. I still ditched their ass and was like, okay, night, night, spend the night with Tab and yeah, uh, true. <laughs> uh, and stayed at the bar until 1 a.m. So I didn't let it, you know, I just shoved some cheeseburgers down their throat first. We did stay out until at least 1 a.m. every single night. Mm-hmm. I was exhausted on Sunday and Gretchen had to go to Disney World on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I just had to sleep on a plane. Which yeah, I, I mean, I did two days at Disney and yeah, it was yeah, it's good. Yeah, it was, so fun. it was good. It was so fun. I mean, it is exhausting, but you know, in it to win it, go big or go home, not in Florida mm-hmm. every day. Yes. Right. But now I am like, oh my God, guess what I came home to? Cold weather. Yeah. And ant festation. Oh no. Guess what I had this morning. <sighs> I can, I can one up you, Gretchy. Of course you can. She's the one <laughs> upper fucking bitch. I let my dog out at 6.30 this morning and I heard her bark like real fast and then show up at my door real fast. And she got skunked by the worst Ooh. skunk Ooh. I have ever smelled. Like Ooh. my house still smells so bad. I immediately took her, I already, this is not, this is, you know, my fourth go around in the last three months. I have like a skunk issue in my backyard, I guess, but I immediately washed her with the skunk shampoo and it actually really works. Thank heavens, but it still hasn't gotten the smell out of my house. Gross. That's funny. I was just at the, um, you know, I had to pick up the dog from the, you know, doggy hotel place. Right on my way home and they offer a skunk bath. And yes, I thought, yeah. who, get, who gets skunked around here? Like we don't have skunks. Oh, you do. Apparently. My cats, my cats got skunked in LA. So you have skunks. It's not fun. And I will tell you, I got the uh, skunk shampoo at Walmart and it 100% works. So have it on hand. 
Oh, just I in have case. one gripe. Can you okay. believe after, you know, you all have heard all the drama about my dog. Last time I went out of town, she got yes. real fucking sick. And so I really stress about her. She needs to eat. Girlfriend has a abnormal attachment to us and she does not eat when we're gone. So I make sure she has the good wet food. Right. Do you know I picked her up and they handed me back dry food? That is what my husband left her with. She could have died. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, at least he took food. <laughs> I left D2 pages of type detailed instructions. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I didn't mention it right away, you know, but he actually just got home from Florida because he had meetings. But I was like, uh, by the way, you did. You tried to kill the listen. dog. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, they busted me. Yeah. <laughs> he probably <laughs> thought like, about it. He's all, I read those instructions after I dropped her off. Like, mm-hmm. not surprised, buddy. Not surprised. We debuted our five crimes skincare and we're already getting reviews. People are already loving it. So might have, when is this air? Next Monday, we might have a few left. So get it uh, now or it's going to go on pre-sale and we'll have more available in October. But go to fivecrimes.com. And that is with an F F I V E. And you guys, seriously, it is the best. Um, I think Tony just wrote us today privately. She had bought some there and she is loving the face and body serum. And I mean, I am too. I put it on my face multiple times a day. I do too. It's so, it's It's so, it's so light light and good and good for your skin. And you just put it over. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So get it while it's hot. Yeah, seriously. Okay. So you ready for crime? Yeah. Okay. Also next week, I do want to shout out some of our favorite podcasters that we met at CrimeCon. I know we're going over with our like talk. So I'm going to give those, those peeps a shout next week, but all right, let's start on this week's crime. All right. This week's episode comes from our home state of the California, where you still reside, Grouchy. Uh, in a small town outside of Los Angeles, still in Los Angeles County, though, called Lomita. Are you familiar? It sounds familiar. Yes. Can you give me some? Yeah, closer? where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. So it's tiny. The population is only 20,000 people and the like radiate radiance, radi- what do you call it? Radius. Wherever it is, the radius, sorry. Um, is very, very small. Okay. It's right next to Torrance east of like Palos Verdes on the way to Long Beach. Okay. That's not far from me. It is not far from you. And I think it's probably a pretty decent place to live if you want a less expensive place, but still you could get to the beach pretty easily, you know? But when I say less expensive, I don't really mean less expensive in terms of like America because you can get a 1300 square foot like fixer upper for $850,000. Oh yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you go to Palos Verdes and you're spending $850,000 like, for dirt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Without exactly. a view. Yeah. Without a view. Right. And yeah. a tiny piece of dirt. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm sure in 2009, all the prices were less expensive, but still, you know, based on inflation, I'm sure it was still a little pricey when Don and David Viennes decided to open their little restaurant called Time Contemporary Cafe. And time, they spelt it with, you know, like time. The oh, why? Yeah. yeah. Cute. So okay. cute. This was not Don and David's first rodeo as they had owned a few restaurants in the past around America. They're kind of like the travelers. Over the years, the double D's, as I like to call them, Don and David, um, they moved around working at restaurants. David is the chef, Don as the server, front end, the house manager. David was a great chef. And he knew how to work the back of the kitchen. Dawn, she was a spitfire. She greeted the customers and she ran the show. By 2009, Dawn and David had been together for over 15 years. 
David had been previously married before meeting Dawn and he had three kiddos. Dawn didn't have any children of his own, but David's youngest was four years old when, when Dawn and David got together. So I think she was truly like a good, you know, stepmom. She was, like I said, spunky. She was a delight of a lady. She was real tiny, auburn hair. I would call her a disco biscuit. Okay. In the summer of 2009, Dawn and David closed down their restaurant shortly after buying it to do a big remodel. David spent most of his time at the restaurant helping with remodeling it. And Dawn got another job waiting tables to make ends meet. Then by September, 2009 time contemporary cafe was back up and running and things seemed to be going pretty good. Like any new venture. I mean, money's a little tough, but other than that, Everybody says Dawn and David seem to be living a typical marriage life. That is until one day Dawn just got fed up and left, leaving the restaurant and her husband behind. Well, that is according to David. And that is what David would tell people, starting with their business neighbor, Joe Kakashi, I hope I'm saying that right, but I think so. Joe owned the motorcycle shop right across from the cafe, and he knew the Viennes well. He went to the restaurant almost every day, um, and when he didn't see Dawn there on Monday, October 19th, Joe questioned David. David said Dawn and him got in a fight the night before. Dawn was drinking too much, and he told her that she needed to go to rehab. He also said that he had suspected Dawn taking money from the restaurant. So he said, you know, you gotta, you gotta go to rehab. And she got pissed and up and left. Joe, the motorcycle owner, next door neighbor actually had a little secret of his own with Dawn. He was stepping Dawn. (laughs) We what? He was stepping her. He wasn't actually. He had been stashing money away for Don. It wasn't a lot, but Don had contacted him and just said, hey, can I like stash some money at your shop for a rainy day? It was a few hundred dollars, but Don had actually called Joe that night before around 11 o'clock and told him she had some money that she wanted to swing by and put in her like envelope stash. Okay. So he definitely thought it was weird that one Dawn never showed up the next morning to stash her money. And if Dawn really was running away, wouldn't she come and get that money from Joe? 100%. Hey, you know, I worked for two, a couple that owned a restaurant together Mm -hmm. and, um, very small, but very successful restaurant. And the wife let it slip one day that she had a Stash? A secret drawer with $10,000 in it. No way. So maybe mm-hmm. it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> She's um, ready to bounce. Dude, yeah. I think that Dawn didn't get that much money into that pot yet. So uh, only with like 700 or so dollars, that wasn't enough for her to really take a hike. But because she didn't pick up the money from Joe, even if she was going on a on a hike, Joe's spidey senses were perked. David told the employees right away at Time Cafe that Don wouldn't be managing the front end any longer and wouldn't be back. He asked a server that had been working there just a few weeks named Kathy Galvin if she wouldn't mind taking over the books and becoming a full-time employee. Kathy agreed. It seemed like David wasn't too worried about Dawn or where her whereabouts as he just kind of continued his daily routine. Dawn's new but good friend, Karen Patterson, who worked with actually Dawn and David doing like some interior design work for their restaurant was supposed to meet Dawn at the hospital on Tuesday, October 20th, two days. Well, she didn't show up to work on Monday. He said she took off on the 18th. So now we're on Tuesday. It's only two days later. Karen had treatment for cancer at a hospital and Dawn was supposed to meet her there. And when Dawn didn't show up, Karen became very concerned. 
She hadn't heard from Dawn and her absence was very uncharacteristic of her. So Karen popped into the restaurant to see what was going on. And David informed her that Dawn just took off. She was drunk and she was a drug addict and she needed rehab. He said they had an argument and when she refused rehab, she just bounced. Karen questioned the fact that Dawn's car wasn't missing and it was still in the parking lot. And he said that the car didn't really work that well. So she just took a few things from the house and left. Well, that also didn't sit very well with Karen. So she kept on David about Dawn's whereabouts. And on October 23rd, she questioned him again. He finally said he heard from Dawn and she just needed some time away. Well, Karen, like any good friend, Gretchy was like, no, David, you tell Dawn that I need to hear that directly from her. Word. Right? Don't we always say that? <laughs> You're always like, <laughs> call me. I need to hear your voice. Okay. Proof of life. Proof of I, life. I, I, I did. I did require that one time. You did. Recently I know. From, a, from a neighbor who was sick for too long. <gasps> yes. You, yeah, husband. you did. That's I right. Did. They had it. They were having some work done and there was a cement truck outside their house. So I was definitely. Yeah. You're like, I need proof of life. to actually yeah. hear you, not just have a text. Mm. Okay. So Karen received a text from Dawn's phone saying that she needed some time And at the end of the text message, she said, love Pixie, which was Dawn's nickname, which is really a cute name. My, my great grandma had a dog named Pixie. I really like that name. No one would ever call me Pixie. (laughs) No, but Dawn was like 105 (laughs) pounds, tiny lady. Like, oh yeah, probably call her Pixie. Oh yeah, totally. But Pixie in this text message was spelled with a Y, P-I-X-Y, and Dawn usually spelled it with an I-E. So that that's didn't, how you spell it, loser. That, yeah. <laughs> that didn't sit well with Karen either. So Karen, like any good friend, was constantly on David, as was Joe. Um, and his story always was like she was away. She's probably with her druggy friends. And I think Dawn and Joe, probably part of them, you know, their spidey senses were up, but then maybe part of them were like, maybe it's true. Maybe she did just go with some of these friends that she did do drugs with. It seemed as if Dawn got into a little cocaine and she also drank. Very common in the restaurant business, by the way. Very common. Also, very common for couples that be doing business together in the restaurant business to be breaking up. It's true. <laughs> restaurant business is really it's, stressful. It is very stressful. Yeah. It's very stressful to work with your significant other. And, you know. And money's tight and money's yeah. going missing. And it's I mean, stressful. It's, a lot yes. of, you know, it's always there's a lot of overhead. Plus everybody, you know, it's one of those environments where, you know, everybody's like drinking while they're working, probably, or at least after work. If you're open late, you're doing a little blow and then maybe you're blowing someone, you know, things, (laughs) one thing spirals into the other. And how would you know that, Gretchen? (laughs) A lifetime ago. I've heard. I've heard. Yeah. I maybe witnessed some of that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I never dabbled in the blow, but I did probably see it, see it happening. And that's what I, um, I actually wrote that here because it's like, yes, you're up late. You're working nights all the time. So it, it happens in the, you're in, wired in, in the, yeah. um, enter, entertainment industry and also in the entertainment industry, but in the restaurant in- industry, I think even though you had these red flags, her missing, the fact that he's like, oh, she's with her druggy friends, then you're kind of like, well, maybe she is. Maybe she just like went on a bender. I don't know. Um, But just a couple of days. Oh, sorry. Let me go back. So just a couple of days after Dawn disappeared, David called his youngest daughter, Jacqueline, to or Jacqueline to come help him in the restaurant. She was living in another state at the time and thought, why not? When she got to California, she also questioned like, where's my stepmom? And she was given the same answer. She skipped town, got away from life. She had a bad drinking problem and needed rehab. Well, Jackie, as I'll call her, 
she knew that was true. She had seen it firsthand. She had actually lived with them when she was a little bit younger. And she also had dabbled in some drugs with Dawn and most likely her dad too. That's not very, listen, I do not recommend. I don't recommend. That's a real crossing of the boundary. I'm about to be a judgy bitch. Don't be doing it with your kids, your stepkids. Not cool. Right. At any age. Agreed. Well, at any age. I just think it it needs drinking. To be... You could have like some wine oh drinking. With your... No, I'm talking about illegal substances. Oh yeah, I don't I don't think we should be doing illegal substances with our children ever at any age. Yeah, I mean I don't really recommend doing illegal substances. Period. But it's probably if you a good idea. if you do, don't do them with your kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So by November eighth, when Dawn's own family could not get a hold of her, her sister finally filed a missing persons report uh, to Los Angeles County. Then on November 11th, David was questioned about Dawn and he said Dawn was mad. He worked all the time, which I know he probably did. And she was a druggie and she most likely took off with her druggie friends and she would be back sometime soon when she was done with them. However, by this time, Dawn had also seemed to have a thing with Kathy, you know, that employee that he hired to take Dawn's place. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was bizarre. What I tell you, everybody be banging. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kathy, you know, she also thought it was weird that Dawn just took off and she, um, but she had seen some text that David had showed her like from Dawn claiming that she was in the mountains getting away from life. Uh, Kathy said she knew Dawn and was a little bit jealous thinking that she was going to come back in the picture, but it didn't stop her from banging David. And by the way, that's allegedly okay. I know she did move in with him eventually, but I don't know. They could have just had some platonic love. I don't know if they were banging, but most likely they were right. Police interviewed David again on December 9th. Uh, almost like one month later. And this time his story was a little bit different. He said Dawn left the apartment after an argument about her drinking 18 beers a day and missing money. Oh By the way, God, 18 beers a day. That is so much pee and <laughs> bloatation. And she was 105 pounds. So I don't know how she oh. could be. Pounding you 18. ordered a beer at the crime con. I don't like to see alcohol go to waste. I woke up with it <laughs> next to me. I couldn't even finish it. I know. It's like so filling. Um, our buddy Brandon from Music City 911. If you guys want to uh check his podcast out, he does a podcast um about really 911 cool. calls. Okay. So he's a 911 dispatcher. But anyways, I don't know how it was like one o'clock in the morning. We were on our way to like the room and somehow I got a beer. (laughs) I was like, I don't even really drink beer. So Gretchen drank the beer. I I drank half. But listen, I don't think you could be drinking 18 beers a day and be 105 pounds. I just don't think it's possible unless maybe Mm -hmm. you're doing crank on top of beer. I don't I don't know. Oh, that's true. Right. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. seen people drink a ton and then go like snort some lines and keep going. Yeah, that's true. That can work out. Um, I don't think the kids call it crank anymore. I think that you just dated yourself. Oh, well, listen, <laughs> I don't think the kids are listening to us either or hopefully they're not because okay. this is not a yeah. program for children. Not appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, we got an E and shit. I know. Somebody was pointed like, out to somebody us. Somebody said, why do you have an E? You're explicit. I'm like, well, oh, kind damn of. It. Well, not intentionally, but sometimes Holy. it just comes out like when you're like, what in the F? Yes, I know. I mean, I but don't, I don't write don't it in F. here. Yeah. Okay. Happens. So after they talked about her drinking issues, he took off to go interview a chef um, and then went to the bar with this dude. And when he got home, she was gone. He said she came back home a week later looking real dirty, dirty clothes, alcohol on the breath. 
and said she was leaving the business and moving to the mountains. He said he encouraged her to get help and she agreed and left. He said then that she called him two times. They spoke on the phone and sent a few text messages, but that was it. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. I'm back again talking about Rakuten. Rakuten is where it's at. It is the smartest way to shop. Members earn cash back on everything they buy and can maximize savings by stacking cash on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores like Walmart, Urban Outfitters, Expedia, places you already shop for sure. So why not be saving while doing it? How it works is the stores pay a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can 
get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has over 17 million members saving and Rakuten members have earned over $4.6 billion in cash back. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Clink, clink. Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me? And for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes, Hormone Harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. Well, the whole dawn in the mountains didn't sit well with anyone, even with his new boo, Kathy. I mean, she thought it was weird. Uh, She thought it was weird that Dawn didn't take any of her clothes, but that didn't stop her and Jacqueline, the daughter, to pack them all up and throw them out. Kathy also moved in with David and Jackie. That's why Kathy gave a shit because she's like, make room for me. Right. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But she. Give a girl a drawer. But she did. I think she kind of did buy what David was selling here. Okay. Jacqueline would go home after six weeks after helping his dad with the restaurant. And after that, you know, time just passed. It's, it's really weird when somebody goes missing, right? Because there is that thing where like, maybe she did just go to the mountains and she's like F life. She doesn't have any children. She's, you know, like there's nothing really keeping her there except for David. And if she was over David, maybe she skip town. But there were a couple other friends that just couldn't get Dawn off their mind. One being a guy that helped David that night that Dawn went missing install a pot rack um, at the restaurant. This guy remembers, this guy is actually one of their like good friends. He remembered David being real mad at Dawn. Uh, He said he didn't like Dawn's drinking and he suspected Dawn was taking money. He actually said that night that I think Dawn's taking money and I'm going to kill her. Well, I mean, that's a red flag. That would be a red flag. Yes, it is a red flag, but it's also like how many times were we like, oh my God, I'm going to kill my husband. Oh yeah. I probably said it five times today. Yes. And so I think this guy probably just saw it that's what David okay, meant, okay. you know, like okay, I'm going to kill her that. if she's okay. taking money from this restaurant. You don't really okay. think that that's like means you're really going to kill her. And like I said, like he was a long term, long term friend to the vans. And he did get a text, too, from Dawn, just letting him know she needed time away. So then 10 months passed with no communication from Dawn, not even text messages, just those like old text messages from kind of right when she disappeared, but then it kind of went radio silence. So after 10 months of radio silence, the detectives decided that this most likely wasn't a missing person case. This was most likely a homicide case. 
So mm-hmm. Sergeant Richard Garcia from Los Angeles Homicide Department decided to conduct a search on the Vien's apartment. It's a little late. I have, I agree with you 100,000%. By this time, David and Kathy had like just moved out of the apartment. Oh. And so like, what are you going to find? I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe like, it's probably good at cleaning. Listen, you got to clean up a lot of shit in restaurants and you got those good industrial cleaners. Totally. Yeah. So Sergeant Garcia was able to find some real old blood, like a couple splatters, real small amount in the bathroom and some, I think in the bedroom And after he tested it, it was so old and decomposed. There was like no forensic evidence to it. But so at this point, he's like, well, how the heck am I going to like, there's no evidence, right? That this guy did it, but maybe I can get this guy talking. And so they bugged David's phone and they wanted to create some chatter. So Sergeant Garcia went to a local paper to tell them that Don Bien's case was determined a homicide, most likely a homicide, and that they found blood. No mention that the blood is like not useful, right? Yeah. Um, but they thought, well, shoot, like if maybe if we post something like this, it'll get David's spite, like it will, it will like create David to start talking to somebody on the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. They tickle also the wire. Yeah, what, oh what yeah, tickle it, tickling the, the wire. Yeah, that's tickle what it's called. <laughs> tickle, tickle the pickle. Um, tickle the pickle. They also called David's daughter Jacqueline on February twenty second, two thousand eleven, to question her about her father, the blood, and the stepmom. Well, Jacqueline spilled the tea. She said she came out to help her dad and one night they got wasted together and on their drive back, he just spilled it and told her that Dawn wasn't coming back, but it was an accident. She also said that she was the one that sent those text messages to Dawn's friend to cover up for her dad. And she's probably most likely the one that like put Pixie with an eye. Instead of an well, or a why. I'm kind of wondering why they didn't just be looking at Dawn's phone like right away because they would see she's like not in the mountains. They didn't have Dawn's phone. I know, but I'm sure they had like the cell phone pings, whatever. Right. Like go to the company. In 2009. Uh, you know, they weren't that good then. No, I don't think so. Remember like when did Haley get murdered? Remember that whole cell phone ping? I think it was around that time. And there was like, or maybe it was earlier. I don't know. I, I don't think the cell phone pinging location thing was. No, I'm thinking about that girl, Jessica, the Jessica Chambers case mm-hmm. where the, there was a lot of discrepancies with the cell phone. Basically, they manipulated it. There was a period of time where cell phone evidence could be manipulated basically either way. Right. Very easily. Yeah. It seemed like. Yeah. Now it's pretty spot on. And it just depended who had the better service interpreter. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> well, that's also the same thing as like the Adnan Syed case. Um, but it seems like they, if he is saying that she called him, like there would be like records of those like phone calls. Like, oh, really? Because we I, could just pull up the bill. I know. But I don't think that they really, truly believed that he was. Yeah, they're like, she's on drugs. Yes. They, they're, they're tumultuous. They're in the restaurant people. Yes, I think that. Mm-hmm. And it's Los Angeles County. They've got a shit ton of cases. And a so, shit ton of people, yeah. You know, this is like. Okay, this lady's probably coming back, right? Yeah. Well, Jacqueline said after she sent those text messages for her dad, she threw the phone away. And then after Jacqueline got off the phone with the investigators, after she just spilled it that her dad had killed Dawn, she went ahead and called her dad to let him know. Well, at this point, David knew that he was pretty much effed. And then when the newspaper came out the very next day on February 23rd, 2011, David lost his shit. Kathy saw David's face right away when he read the article and watched him like race to his car, Kathy running after him, holding him back, trying to like be like, where are you going? What are you doing? 
she got in the car with him. No, Kathy. I know. Girl. David started racing down the winding path in, you know, towards Palos Verdes. And he, what Kathy says is he confessed everything to Kathy in the car, saying that he killed his wife, but it was an accident and Don was never coming back. Kathy, I'm sure, was like, what the fuck? And super scared for her life as this guy was like going bananas and driving like a maniac on these windy, clifty roads. Um, and a patrol car saw them speeding. And so he tried to pull David over. Well, David didn't stop. He just went until he made it to the scenic overlook in, Pal- in Palos Verdes where he jumped out of his car and he was yelling at Kathy. Kathy was yelling at him. David was yelling, like, tell my kids I love them. The patrol officer was like trying to talk him off the ledge, like literally. And David just kept saying, I know you know who I am. Well, the the patrol officer did not know who he was, right? He's just like, what the fuck is going on here? I thought like a guy was speeding, Uh, but it didn't matter. David Bien hopped over the 80 foot drop barrier and threw himself off of the cliff, but plop, but he lived, he lived, dude, damn it. (laughs) How does it happen? I think that's karma for fucking killing your wife. Maybe it is. I'm like, how did you dying is the easy dying is the easy way out. People jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and so many of them lift. They got a fucking club. (laughs) I did not know that. (laughs) Well, he lived his 80 foot suicide attempt. I mean, this is crazy bananas to me. He was airlifted to the hospital where after like months and months and months of like surgery and rehab and whatever it takes to actually like survive that kind of thing. David Vienne is now wheelchair bound. But wow, I mean, holy yeah, Kumolis. People fall from like their roof at 20 feet and don't survive. 80? Oh my God, totally. I can't, I can't yeah. believe it. So the story gets even weirder, Gretchy. David was at the hospital when questioned several times. On March 1st, 2011, Sergeant Garcia and his partner conducted a tape recorded interview with David at the hospital. David made the following statements during this interview. He said that on October 18th, 2009, Don wanted to do some cocaine with David and he agreed, but he didn't like it. So he got a little violent because he's, you know, he knew that Don was stealing money and he found her with that money that day. And it sounds like he just did a little cocaine. It doesn't always bring out the best in people. This is true. So he said he snapped. He said that he duct taped Dawn's feet and hands and put duct tape over her mouth and left her in the living room and fell asleep. He said Dawn did not scream or cry or resist um, David's restraining her. And when he woke up the next morning, Dawn was dead. David said he initially put her in the closet, but later put her in a garbage bag and threw her in the dumpster behind the restaurant. David also said that he had duct taped on two times before this, um, because he didn't want her driving around wasted and whacked out on Coke and drinking. I don't know about you, but if anybody fucking, I'm not buying it, David, I'm going to, yeah, I'm out of there I'm out of yeah, there. and I'm mentioning it to my friends. This is a problem. Also, I have a hard time thinking he just did a little blow and then he fell asleep. That's not how that works. Okay. Yeah. And you are, if you are like that amp that you are like in your rationale is to duct tape someone, you are amped up. You are not like snooze fest. Okay. Well, this isn't like a, like a fucking edible and a glass of red wine, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I had red wine last night. Um, and it was so good, but it really does put me to sleep, man. I got home. I was like snooze fest. Okay. 
Well, listen, you might be right because a couple weeks later, David called back the police while still in the hospital. Mind you, he was on a bunch of pain meds, but he had a whole nother story. This time, his story was that he went to the bar with that chef that he was interviewing and Don kept calling and calling and calling and would eventually show up at the bar to raise hell. When he got home, Don wanted to do coke. He was over it. So he took an Ambien. He put a a dresser up against his door of his bedroom and told her to go sleep somewhere else. When he woke up, Don was on top of him with like some sort of light, like a flashlight or something and shining it in his face. He told John to chill and he just wanted to go to sleep. Don was irate and basically whacked out on Coke. So he got up and duct taped her hands, feet and mouth. And when he woke up four hours later, realized she wasn't in the bed with him. He was like, Oh shit. I left her out there. So he went and checked on her and she was dead. That makes a whole lot more sense because people be crazy on ambient ambient. But then he said when he found her, he decided to take her to the restaurant where he put her in a large vat of water and boiled her for four days. As she boiled down, he would mix her with the grease vats and slowly throw her out in the garbage. Everything except her school, where he said he hid it in his mother's attic. Oh, so can you imagine if you were a patron of the time restaurant? (laughs) No, I'd be a little bit worried. If I was, I would have thrown up so many times by now I would be skinny. Oh, I'm sorry. That's probably inappropriate. And but I mean that literally not to trigger anyone's eating because that is so awful. It is. But I am like, even at 105 pounds, is there a pot big enough for a human No. Okay. And I think we had some discussion. We've had discussions about this. Listen, murder, never okay. And, you know, uh, the real, the, a common theme at this crime con was, you know, divorce is better than murder. Okay. But there is one thing to accidentally murder someone. I mean, that's real bad. You're definitely going to the hot place. But if you are effed up enough, where you can dismember them. That's another level of the hot place you're going to. Dismember and cook? Whole other level. Okay, so listen. So fucking wrong. He didn't say he dismembered her. He just says he placed her. This is, by the way, he's in, he's on some real strong painkillers. He has had, I mean, basically his entire bottom half of his his body has been shattered to oblivion, Okay. Okay. And and by the way, after he got out of the hospital, he says he does not remember ever saying that and he did not cook her. He said he was hallucinating when he said okay. that. Okay. But it's so like let's hope. Let's is there a pot big enough? Like these are the things what I want to know. Like, is there a pot big enough that you could just No. Because he said she boiled down and when she was boiling down, that's when he removed her piece by piece. Okay. I would think you would have to dismember somebody before you put them in the in the pot. And in that case, I would think that you would, uh, people would see that shit at the restaurant. They would smell it. They would, they always, they always, people always talk about the smell. Yeah. So I just, I'm not sure if that's actually a true statement. I, I, I still suspect that he, maybe he did make that up. I don't know. I mean, who the fuck knows? Listen, cooking someone down, it's its not a good... It, it never works out. I don't know why people think they can do that. Also... Remember the Zach and Addie case? It yeah. doesn't work. You know, somebody just asked us to do that case again. Actually, two people. And you guys, we have done the Zach oh, yeah. and Addie Hall case. Um, it's one of our first ones. So if you haven't gone back to like... 
I think it's our second episode. It's um, called Spirits on Spirits or Spirits Love Spirits. That is the Addie Hall case. So if you guys want to go, but back to that one, um, that's a real, that was, I think that was, that was when we were at Crime Con in 2019. And it was literally like our second episode. We recorded that episode in the apartment. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they never found Don's skull either in David's parents' house. Okay. And so he kind of sticks with what he first said. Okay. So he does say that he taped her up. He says that it was an accident. He says that he did not cook her. Uh, But of course, like either way, dude, you killed your wife and you are going to get convicted of something. And the jury was given the option actually to find him guilty of first, second, or even manslaughter. And the jury came back with second degree murder. And David was sentenced to 15 years to life in prison. Okay. When he was sentenced, he, or when he was found guilty, um, right before his sentencing, he did get up there and say, like, I want to testify in my own trial and I want to, I want to appeal. Well, dude, you should have done that. Like before the trial was over. And I think in his case, I think he should have like, what do you have to lose? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think you definitely deserve prison regardless, but I think that people are more sympathetic if you were to cop to being on Ambien, you know, you might've got that, pulled that manslaughter thing off. Yeah. True. So anyways, David was up for parole in 2021 and he was denied. So I think the court believes that he cooked on. Um, I think it is probably because he was very vivid about how he exactly did it. Um, but like I said, I just don't, I don't know if he did. I don't know if there's a big enough pot to put a hundred and pound five pound person in and have no one find her. What somebody said is that he went out and put her like the big pot into the shed behind the restaurant every day. And then he cooked her overnight, which maybe he was doing a bunch of blow and just cooking her at night. It's possible. The cadaver dogs they brought in did ping on the, on the, at the back of the restaurant, but that's also where he said, he threw her away if he just put her in a trash bag and threw her away. One thing his daughter did testify. So his daughter did testify against him. And I'm certain it's because she, you know, she was an accessory because she was like texting people from Dawn's phone. So she probably okay, got listen, off of I that. feel sorry for her. She was put, uh, listen. Yeah, she was put in a really tough position. She made a bad, yeah, she made a bad decision in covering for him from the get-go, but she... I think turned that around by, by spilling it yeah. like right away. Yes. A hundred percent. And telling him, yeah. And telling him, I mean, I feel sorry for her. What a fucking asshole to burden I know. your child. I know. With that kind of totally that is awful. Yes. Poor person. She also testified against him and did say that he joked around when they were younger, that the best way to get rid of a body was to cook it. So that didn't look good for him. He still to this day adamantly denies that he cooked her at his parole hearing. He did say he was sorry. He was sorry that he killed her, but still said he didn't cook her. So I don't know if like if he admitted to that, that they would give him parole. I don't know. He's got if he admits that he cooked her, he's never never getting getting out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. He's up for parole again in 2026. Um, and he's at, which I thought was interesting. He's at a substance abuse prison in California. And although all these, like, um, the case file that I read on this, um, it didn't say that he had a drug problem. It just talked about Dawn's cocaine use, which I thought was interesting. Well, it did because he said he like, she wanted to do it with him but I'm pretty sure he had a drug problem too. And that's also the only way that you get yourself in this prison that 
also has a drug and alcohol program attached to it, which I do well, appreciate. He probably amplified that drug problem by breaking a million bones in his body and then getting prescribed a buttload of opioids. And then they probably cut him off at some point. And that is real hard. Yeah, it's true. You can't go cold turkey on that shit. Yeah, that's true. So uh, rest in peace, Dawn. A tragic loss for sure. Don't duct tape anybody's mouth shut, especially if they've been drinking and I mean, hello, like the, you, you know, ever, I mean, ever, ever. Right. But my first thought would be like, what if she throws up and then chokes, chokes on, on it. it? That's I'm sure what happened. Um, but they never found her. They never found any piece of Dawn. Yeah, so terrible. it's awful, awful, awful. And this guy is wheeling around in prison. So that's a, that's a wop for today. Um, Thank you all for listening again. Uh, if you want to be a bonus member, you will get big discounts on our products, our five crimes products, and they're definitely worth it. Um, and we're giving larger discounts to our Patreon and bonus subscribers and follow us at five crimes beauty on Instagram and five crimes. And that's with just like a f- number five, you guys. Um, I'm on TikTok. I'm doing the TikTok, Crutchy. I just signed up today. TikTok. Don't stop. She says dick cock. I do call it dick That's why we have the E. Right. That's why we have the E. Okay. And I think that's all until Thursday. Um, we're back to you with our bonus um, Clink Clink Club, Patreon, whatever you want to call it. Follow us on all our social pages, Housewives of True Crime Group. And have a good week. Clinkity. Clink, Clink guys.